0: Back everybody to the Star Wars podcast. Today we're recapping Episode Six of The Bad Batch. So if you haven't seen that, we're going to be discussing spoilers, and we don't want to ruin it for you. So go watch the episode and come back to us. Um, this is going to be a, a weird one, guys. Uh, I, I get some. I got some brief housekeeping to address up top. Um, we're going to be trying a little bit of a different format here today, and it. In the past, we've been like, oh, you know, uh, tell us what you think. If you feel strongly about something, reach out to us. Uh, personally, I think that this right, this feedback is, like, mandatory. Now, I would love to hear what you guys think about what we're going to do today, um, because it's going to decide how we do things from here on out. Um, and we're really – we're just trying to fine-tune things. I mean, we're still kind of in the early stages of this podcast, and we're and we're trying different things. Um but but i had an idea i think tommy might be a little bit more skeptical but but we're gonna test it out here today and uh we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes so what it is typically what we do is we go scene by scene breaking down the episode and that can be there, there are pros and cons to doing that um and, and maybe there are more pros than cons but uh if there's cons i, I just want to be able to look out because sometimes we'll, we'll run across a scene and it was basically completely pointless but we just kind of talk about it because it was there and I feel like we can kind of cut down on some of the extra conversation that isn't necessary so I had the idea of coming up with seven highlights of the episode and we basically go through those highlights and we have many discussions on each one I think that this is something that nobody else is doing in the tv recap space and I think it's I think it's gonna it's gonna be something that makes us stand apart um, maybe it's a disaster. We don't know. And that's why it's so important, uh, to hear what you guys think. So please reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter at start pod or Tommy's tidbits on Twitter or the Michael over here on Twitter. Uh, there's a million ways to contact us. So, uh, would love to hear from you guys. All right. I will shut up. I will shut up. Tommy,
1: what's going on, man. <laughs> hey, I'm not that, uh, I, I, I trust the process. I trust, This this top seven, just like I all week I've been practicing my my bow skills and I've been getting frustrated and Michael has been encouraging me. You know, I I will trust in Michael that this this will be a better system uh, for us going forward. You know, we're all about evolution. We're all about I guess that's not I mean, is that our stance? Are we going to like make a hard stance on like evolving as a podcast? I thought you just meant evolution in general. (laughs) Yeah, we can. Yeah. (laughs) Evolution in general. That's a
0: seven podcast. (laughs) We'll deep dive into that
1: later on. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got to say,
0: um, you talked about it right up front, uh, the bow and arrow. Look, I am a huge uh, bow and arrow stand. Okay. I don't know if a lot of people know this about me, but I love archery. I, I went to summer camp. I did a lot of archery. And then I had my own bow and arrow for a while. I did archery in my backyard love bow and arrows and i love bow and arrows and video games i like characters that have bow and arrows legolas is awesome i am pro bow and arrow and i'm glad that i don't even know if you call this a bow. it's bow and what uh energy laser I, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> bow and laser yeah uh i <laughs> didn't see this coming at all because obviously you know we didn't see this before i don't believe and uh it was cool. I would say I'm a bow and arrow guy, but it feels like so much work. Like I see it, and like I hear about how like arm, how much arm strength you need, uh, to do a bow and arrow type thing. I wonder if it's the same with like a laser beam, because like, do you still need that much tension? Maybe I guess I would assume.
0: I don't know. I maybe I mean, maybe that's all part of the energy life cycle of the weapon. It's just kind of yeah. I, I don't know. That's a, but it's it's so much and maybe this is kind of a dark way of looking at it, but it feels like a lot more of a personal weapon. Like uh, you get a gun, it's very automated, you know, it's kind of, you know, you just pull and shoot, but, but you're putting your whole might into whatever your next attack is. And I, I think that's, what's cool about a bow and
1: arrow. Yeah. Well, and then you can also whack them with the bow. If like they get too close, yeah. you just <laughs> you hit them bonk, over the head with it. Bonk them on the, on the head. So and speaking of the seven
0: highlights, we'll we'll start now because we're we're on the topic here. Um the the first one that that I have on the list is the bow and arrow practice. That's how we start out the episode. I thought this I, I thought there was a couple very interesting things to come out of this scene. Um one being and we've talked about this like uh, Omega sometimes is just suspiciously good at a lot of different things, but I think this is one of her weaknesses. Like uh she she actually had to practice. She had to get good with this bow which uh, it shows a little bit more, it makes her more human in my eyes. What, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, loved the bow and arrow practice. Um, reminds me of Ezra and like, you know, the, the, and Rebels and, and what he does and a lot of his practices. Uh, kind of trying to leave it a little spoiler free, but uh, it, it reminds me of that kind of feeling of frustration. And, and I like that they do that with Star Wars stuff of like, it doesn't come, a lot of this stuff doesn't come easy. And it does take practice. And they really try to push the, the theme of practice and focus. And I think that's good to to push on to us as adults, but also on our kids. Um, and, yeah, I, I liked it, but I will say, and, and I don't know how I feel about it, but having <laughs> – why didn't I go, like, kick those guys out of there? <laughs> having those – I guess maybe it was part of the, the job of, like – or the, the training – of like having people uh, harass her because it like, you know, it's the distractions maybe.
0: Yeah. I guess the uh, the unpredictability of the battlefield, uh, I guess you can throw that into the practice and, and maybe that shakes it up a little bit. Um, but yes, yeah, she, she, she's, she's like, she's missing her target. She's almost hitting other patrons of the bar. It's uh, uh I, so another, another interesting uh, tidbit in the scene is we find out that, uh,
1: Sid is kind of a badass with the bow. So yeah, Sid is Sid is cool. I you know, and again, I wasn't on last week. Thank you, Eric, for taking over for me. Uh, uh, and I didn't know I was listening to the podcast first actually, and then I watched the episode. Um, and I was like, oh, Sid, I don't know how I'm gonna like them, but uh, yeah, Sid with that bow. If said- only, if only I could be Sid one day.
0: Well, Sid is like go, is like sending out um, this child and the child's gang of soldiers to do missions, but it seems like
1: Sid might be perfectly capable of doing this stuff on her own. So, but isn't that the, always like the story? Like the Godfather, like he sends people out, but like he can also do it himself. But it's the power of the fact that he can send someone out to do it. Yeah. I,
0: again, I think a little bit, uh, and, and I get that. I get I get the power of like having your little henchmen. But at the same time, Sid has had a history of not being very helpful. We saw that a lot last week. Didn't get up too much information. And now we find out that she's like a secret fighter. And uh, look, not really. And not even coming on the mission. So um, look, uh, Sid, I got my eye on
1: you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I also feel like there's more with Sid. And that makes me nervous. And also like. And as an audience member, I'm intrigued and I want to know more. Like, this is one of the storylines that I'm now intrigued by. You know, we talked about, like, Omega was kind of the only thing keeping us, like, peaked interest. And uh, Sid is one if they keep Sid around. Um, but, yeah, I, with the bow practice, I do want to talk about these these gambling. Should we have people come on and make bets on us? Like, they're just in the corner of the podcast and they're making bets on things we'll say it will keep us on our A game and make sure we're focused and not distracted by these two gamblers uh, watching us and in all seriousness like uh that that that
0: that sounds a little silly but with that being said I would actually love to do something like that especially when it comes to, like our cameo draft I know we got some of the listeners involved in on that we don't have one for bad batch at least not yet but uh yeah that that uh I'd be down. We we bring some. We need some gambling in the podcast. That's what we're missing, right, Tommy?
1: Yeah, we'll do some gambling. I also think we can make like a drinking game at some point of like things we say. Like every time, you know, Tommy goes on a tangent, you take a drink. <laughs> well, what would they drink for me? I
0: don't know. I, I feel like I say like the same things over and over again. So
1: maybe uh, when you when you go to the Google, when you're like, I googled this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, there you go. I did my research and I yes. discovered this. <laughs> you can't research without telling everyone you research so. <laughs> it is true because you don't want to sound you want you don't want to like you want to give it's like a I think it's because in school they always made us do like the the you know the, what's it called sources to be uh the bibliography and they okay, always made us yeah. cite they made us cite our sources so it feels like we can't take the credit if we research something we have to cite our sources it's well, not like
0: I, I, maybe, maybe I give people too much credit, but I, I just assume everybody looks at everything and listens to every podcast and reads every Reddit post because I get paranoid. Like if I accidentally recycle a thought, I'm like, uh, someone's going to call me out on this. I, I have to like be clear where where I'm getting this idea from.
1: Yeah, so instead we call ourselves out on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> completely unoriginal here. <laughs> we have some original thoughts. Listen. Yes. No one thought of Baby Avengers before me. <laughs> That's true facts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no bow practice. I think it was good, and again, it was good foreshadowing for Omega later in the episode. Obviously, we we knew at the end like she would do something with this bow. Otherwise, why are we seeing it? Yeah. Um, and and I think it's again just more good character development of Omega, kind of giving Echo something to do. You know, I was kind of impressed that Echo had more to do in this episode for once.
0: Yeah, I, you were – well, I guess it was uh Tech you were wanting to die,
1: right? Yeah, Tech's got to go. She won Tech dead for sure. Tech's got to go. He's <laughs> also just so angry all the time. Like, I don't know what – he kind of reminds me of Crosshair where it's just like he's very moody. And yeah. he's very like, no, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to do the Tech. No, Echo can do it just fine. I'm sorry, Tech. You got to go. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, uh, speaking of moody people, I, I think that's a nice transition into our next highlight here. <laughs> highlight number two Tommy's already rolling his eyes. It's Rafa and Trace. What do you think? The return of Rafa and Chase. This
1: is what we pick to bring back. This, these two people, Rafa and Tr- this th- Star Wars really said, All right, you know what cameo we want in Bad Batch rafa and trace (laughs) i'm not happy
0: (laughs) i don't think anybody like who watched that final season of clone wars i don't think anybody was really nobody like there's no rafa and trace stands out there right there's no like fan accounts on twitter that are rafa and trace stands so yeah i don't know who these characters are for
1: no, I literally remember memes of like, do you remember that meme where it's like a horse drawing and like each part gets like, <laughs> it. I remember people would do like, it was like a decent horse in the first half. And then the second half, which is the Rafa and Trace part is literally the worst garbage drawing. And then the third part is amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah. And that's like Rafa and Trace, everyone was like, why are they being introduced now? Now we know why they were introduced. It feels like this was kind of maybe the plan all along to bring them in to the bad batch possibly. But oh, I hate it. And it seems like we're going to have them for more. It seems like they have more plot. Um, They just, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard, but they just don't add anything for me.
0: And and I'm the same way. And and to be completely honest, when I heard about the Bad Batch, my thought was, this is our next Dave Filoni show. Like of of all the things that that we're spending off here, it's it's the Bad Batch. I mean, I like the Bad Batch were fine. I thought they were interesting characters. I, I never pictured them leading their own show. And then Rafa and Trace coming back, it's kind of the same thing. Now, I've kind of talked about this before, though, in that they had, like, endless options of things to put in that final season to Clone Wars. They, they had unfinished episodes that they could have... It would have been easy for them to kind of uh, build those back up and, and, and give us some awesome stuff. But for whatever reason, they chose the Bad Batch, and then they chose Rafa and Trace. So it kind of seems weird to have these new characters in the final season of and maybe it was it was a long a long con to get to this point, but it. With that being said, I have to imagine because I do trust Dave Filoni. I have to
1: imagine there's a greater plan here. Yeah i I guess we just trust trust the Dave Filoni process. But I I agree that I, I don't see it yet. And like I don't know, maybe this is a hot take. I would have rather seen almost anyone <laughs> than Rafa. I would have I would have rather seen them bring back Jar Jar Binks. Oh my god. Then because at least Jar Jar adds I don't know. There's like something about him that doesn't annoy me as much as they're like kind of like whiny sibling banter. I don't know. it, it doesn't do I'm anything. Don't, me. I don't think you're totally crazy here. I,
0: I, I think I might actually and I hate Jar I really hate Jar Yeah, Jar- that's why I would take
1: charger Jar and
0: And uh, what
1: about Watto? E, it's oh, me,
0: Annie. Watto is like, uh like he's like in my top five choices of cameos
1: I would want. Yeah, so. I would to <laughs> like, him. I'll take that transformer. Uh, give me the the, the under. Ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: We need the Wanda. Uh, yeah. The...
1: <laughs> I just wanted to bring in my Watto impression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wherever we can get it, in, I, I, I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> ah, Raffle trades.
0: So, Tommy, to I kind of want to I want to press you on this because I don't know if I fully absorbed it, um, and maybe I can scour my notes here. But I, I I don't really understand anyone's motivation for going to get this droid. Like, uh, I, I understand the 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 tactical droid has like uh, intel inside that they can use and and obviously it helps control the other droids but at this point it seems like most of the droids are probably decommissioned as the title of the episode implies um I, so i just i don't fully understand what anybody wants with with this and, and this will kind of get to our actual final highlight a little bit but um yeah I, i'm really curious about the motivations do you have any ideas of e- even sid i don't know why sid wants this droid.
1: yeah i mean it depends on i it depends and this is. I think we'll get to the end is like, we don't know who they're working for. We don't know who Sid is, is like, we, we don't know where the information could go is on the the good side or the evil side. And I think the same with Rafa and trace. And the only thing I can see kind of being used for, which is um, if they're trying to crush the rebels, I mean, the rebels essentially you would, and they must've met, you know, I figured it out is rebels are former, um, you know, uh republic jedi people and so um you would imagine they would probably use some of the same tactics some of the same plans that the uh clones used and so maybe that's what it's used for to plan to to counterbalance the the rebels um other than that it's like yeah i couldn't see the rebels using it really like they should already know i guess yeah. to to learn the strategies of the evil people but again like you said it's different people the drones the droids aren't being used anymore
0: right yeah
1: i, I really and i will dive into a bit more of the motivations
0: a little later on but yeah i got some questions there um and l- l- let's go over to the next highlight here this is something we've talked about a lot i thought that this was going to be the end of it so highlight number three is wrecker's head again and uh I'm getting. This is getting. I think it's being dragged on a little bit too long. Uh, when the, when we got another scene of this, I was like, "This is it. He's he's fully turned. You know, um, he's hearing. He's saying crosshair in his head." I'm like, "This. It's finally coming to a
1: head here." But uh, nice. No, he, he ends up. He's fine again. Yeah. yeah, they're really hitting us over the head with the wrecker head stuff, and. <sighs> You know, I, I did truthfully like this episode, but you, you just hit me with the, our, our two in a row that I, were part of my least favorite things about this episode were the Rock and Chase stuff and the uh, Wrecker stuff. And I agree with you. It just needs to... Maybe they didn't think that people would catch on to the Wrecker head stuff as quickly as we did. Maybe this was supposed to be the point in their minds of like, oh, now people know for sure this is about the chip. But it's like... No, we knew this the second you mentioned his head hurting. It, it, you guys were not that subtle. We all figured it out. So the fact that it's now like, what five episodes, six episodes, and and we already know this is just let it happen. This is like Chekhov's gun that we we clearly see here. They're not even trying to hide the gun. The gun is on the table. We know it's going to go off. We know records is, is going to turn all crosshairs on this. Like that's that's going to happen. Just let it happen and let's see, because that's not the exciting part. Record going crazy will not be the exciting part of this. It will be how the team handles it. And so let's just let it happen.
0: And this this might just come to the, uh, this might attach to my usual complaint thus far about this show is it, it might just be too long. I, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, do we need Rafa and Chase? I don't know yet. Maybe it's going somewhere. Uh, I have a feeling we will not need Rafa and Jace. But even like, uh, we've got so many threads in this story. Um, we had Tarkin and, and and Ramport and and what they were doing. And then we had, we had Saul. And it's starting to feel like the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier where we have all these threads. And the issue with, uh, with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is there are so many threads and it didn't all come together perfectly. And the issue here is there's so many episodes we should have the time to explore all this stuff, but instead we're still spreading ourselves too thin. There's too much going on. And it's like, when is this stuff actually going to come to a head? And, and I guess if I had a prediction here, um, we're coming up on the midseason season finale. Um, we know that Rex is going to show up at some point. Um, I, I would think that, or I, at least I would hope that this record stuff is going to be more like mid season finale type stuff. And even if I had to guess how it's resolved, I, I think that's where Rex comes in. But um, yeah, I guess <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I have some
1: thoughts about where Rex comes in, but I agree with you. It's like, I, I do think, I was talking with someone recently who who just started it. So he he binged all up to now and he's loving it. And I, I think the show is going to work on a bench when you can just, because it, it does, I think the thing is this show It's all happening very quickly, right? Like, it's like, it needs to feel like panic. And I feel like we're not getting that because it's a week by week thing. And I feel like if we're watching almost like a movie, you would feel the panic of like, oh, we're jumping to this. What Star Wars does in the movie is a lot of like jump cuts to different action happening all at once. And it feels intense because of that. You know, you're jumping from Luke with Darth, and then you're going back to to Leia and all them on on Endor, and it, it just feels more chaotic. And I think you don't get that when it's week by week, because we do have time to, to sit back and be like, wait, you know, but if all these adventures were happening back to back to back, I could see it being a little bit more hyped.
0: And, and I think another thing is for me, like being used to the clone wars and the structuring of that, um, there were a lot of different stuff going on at once, but the difference was they were in like chunks of three to four episodes. So we would have an entire arc and it would be like an hour long total And we would, and for instance, I mean, the bad batch was three or four episodes. I can't remember. and trace was three to four episodes. And these were like contained stories. And, but now it's like, we're getting one linear story, which I actually do prefer, but it doesn't, I guess I'm just not used to that type of storytelling from Dave Filoni and
1: this animated star Wars stuff. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I think the records had, I, you know, as much as we're saying, it's outplayed. I did like that. It kind of, we, we did hit into the next gear a bit in this episode. We did see that him saying uh, all good soldiers or, you know, the, whatever, the, the classic, the classic micro, you know, I don't have a microchip, so I don't know what to say, but uh, <laughs> uh, the, he's, he's going a little mad. And uh, Omega is the one that kind of gets him back, which I thought was an interesting point that no one could kind of reach him. And when Omega asked for something, that's when he came back to Wrecker.
0: Yeah, and and I think that just speaks to. Again, I think a lot of people. I I think the big theory I've been hearing a lot about Omega is that she's possibly like all she has all the the Bad Batch attributes in one. I'm not really believing that anymore. But I think if anything, like she is her own Bad Batcher, and she has her own skill. And that skill is how she deals with people. It's it's her intuition with people. It's how she can she can talk people down. It's how she handled Recker. How she knew about Sid. How she can connect with Hunter and convince him to take uh take her in. I mean, I think she's a people person. I think that's her power.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm still maybe thinking force, and like maybe they use some sort of like you know the same. As much as I hate it, but like the same way they 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 made Annie like oh through the the you know, but but maybe it's like part of that you know because he, she does seem to have some sort of power over people the power persuasion uh and i don't know where she's going but it's gotta be somewhere right <laughs> like this tomb it's gotta be uh she's gotta have something if she just turns out to be this like normal <laughs> i'm gonna be like what are we doing here yeah so uh, we'll we'll move on to
0: our our fourth highlight, which uh, kind of general here, but but we had we had a lot of fighting in this scene and and uh, I would like to just use highlight number four to talk about the big battle and, and what was going on here. and and I guess I'll throw out my initial reaction. Um, so the action and fight scenes in the final season of the Clone Wars, especially in the last arc, was some of the best stuff that we've seen in clone wars. And I started to think that this would be a lot more like that. I, I kind of felt like a lot of this stuff was very uninspired. I didn't think there was anything that cool or interesting. You know, we've talked in the past, especially with Jalen about fight choreography and that stuff is really cool in a live action show because um, it's impressive to see people perform these physical stunts and a show like this you have free reign to do all kinds of crazy stuff and do really inventive fighting styles and, and gun battles. But I, I, I didn't, I wasn't super impressed with a lot of the stuff going on here. Um, I don't yeah. know where you
1: land there. I did like the fast paced nature of it. If that makes sense. Like I liked that. it, You know, again, if we have to deal with Rafa and trace, at least like we didn't have to like step down in their like in their garage and we had to like have a whole like emotional talk with them. Like it was kind of like I like that. I liked like the split groups and like them meeting the different sisters and then going into the battle and stuff. Um but I agree with you. it, it it's felt like luster. We haven't had like a big and maybe it's just because it's you know, clone clone troopers like maybe we need a jedi and maybe that's the issue is we don't have that lightsaber fun battle and, and you know i love the bad batch but maybe they're just not exciting i'll say it maybe maybe people shooting blasters isn't as exciting as we we thought it would be yes that, and that, that
0: is a completely fair read um uh anything anything really stand out to you in the whole fight scene i mean um there's one thing in the next highlight we'll talk about um
1: but uh, anything else? Yeah, I think other than like what we're going to talk about is probably the only thing that was like big in this battle. Yeah.
0: So let's move on to the fifth highlight, and uh, it's called the Conveyor Disaster. Um, and this is—I uh, don't know if they were trying to make us think Omega was going to die here, or uh, or what was going on. But uh, yeah, what what do you think about all, all all this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for me. It's just to probably make you feel more and more about Omega, which makes me nervous for her future. But I think they're really trying to. And this is me being like, let me put on my Sherlock Holmes hat. I just feel like they're setting up that something's going to happen to her and we need a feel for her. She's going to get captured or something. Something's happening to Omega. Obviously, it's not a hot take, but I think that they want these, you know, we have it earlier where she runs away and gets captured by uh, the bounty hunter. We have her here. Um, I, I, she keeps seeming to get into danger over and over and over again. It's got to mean something. I, I, I understand that that would be
0: like a good mechanic for the show to make us care more about her. Like especially if she was like in grave danger, or kidnapped or whatever. But. Again, we're kind of retracing a lot of the Grogu stuff. Um, I, I could very well—I I th- I mean, I think you're right. Like, I, I'm not discounting your theory at all. I could totally see her being kidnapped, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, we have to get her back!" And then we fall into like the same thing that happened in the final episodes of the Bad Batch, where we have to go save her. So, um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll see where that goes.
1: And I think that's part of my frustration that I have is it feels like Mandalorian. There's so many times where I'm sitting here comparing this show to rebels with Ezra. Like I've already said before, there's, there's a lot that I compared to that uh, storylines that feel similar. Um, Mandal- Mandalorian, like so much of these episodes have felt straight out of, they literally went to an a, an abandoned planet, just like in Mandalorian and had to deal with creatures that, you know, where they didn't understand. Like it, it, it it's almost parallel in some ways. And so, I hope I'm wrong, but it does feel like we're set up to have sympathy for Omega so that when something happens, you know, Hunter's going to go all Hunter and go looking for her. And Hunter is Armando. Like it's, it's, to me, it's so on the nose.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, what, what, I guess we'll see where all this goes. Uh, I, I don't really have anything else about the conveyor disaster. I thought, I thought it was interesting. Um, but our sixth highlight here, I have written down the good guy droids, where they uh, they reprogram the droids and, and and they help they help us out here a little bit. Uh, uh, this is nice. I, I liked this.
1: Yeah, I like this this moment in the episode. I liked the use of the like the use of the, like the leader to get the droids to help. Um, I, anytime we can get more droid action, you know how much they love the droids, but they try to get them in so much because they they really are probably the best part of the prequels with getting droids involved And in like, I don't know, some people may get sick of them. I love th- their nature and just like the whole, like I'm the leader. Like that's one of my favorite bits that they always do. Where it's like whoever gets killed, the next one just jumps in. Um And it's cool seeing it after I always like the droid stuff after the Clone Wars. Um, like in Rebels, there's a really cool and again spoiler-free. So I'm to really try. There's a cool battle, and I, I think you'll know it w- without me saying. That involves droids and rebels, and it's a cool homage to like the Clone Wars. It's just a cool moment, and um, this gave me that kind of vibe, that feelings that I had when I watched Rebels for the first time.
0: Yeah, I think you and I at some point, um when we have nothing else to talk about in the world, we need to do a prequel. You watch because I think that would be a lot of fun. I think. I think
1: <laughs> oh, I'd have so many hot. T- oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna rip, and and love, the prequels yes. at the same time. I I both. There's so much that I hate about the
0: prequels, but there's so
1: much I love too. So and I and
0: I also think that probably we differ on a lot of things there. Yeah. So, but I'm even
1: the like- stuff I hate, I love to hate it. Like it's like. Yes i love that we can sit here and probably make jokes about a lot of what oh i can't wait to talk like do my what i can do a whole episode of wato
0: genuinely wato is a good character like i don't even think that that can be a joke yeah at point. especially compared right. to a lot of the other stuff that was going on wato is like a highlight of the pre-show sure. sure. like
1: I-, yes. I don't even know if that's a hot take anymore what is the best yeah I think you're oh, right, so, and, and Jar Jar, I mean, we can, you know, there, there's so many characters there, yeah, I definitely agree we should do a prequel at some point, and I think it also will, will give us more insight into, like, the Bad Batch and stuff like that, because it's like, I do think, again, like, this is going off episode three, you know, like, this, it's immediately afterwards, we're in the Bad Batch. Yes, Uh so...
0: We also, uh, we'll we'll go, I think we're going to spend the most, because I have a lot to say about um, our final highlight here. Um, For highlight number seven, it's the hologram person. And this is, of course, who we see Rafa and Trace talking to at the end of the episode. And um, I I had some interesting conversations with my brother. So my initial reaction when I saw this, and, and in hindsight, I'm thinking that nobody else had this reaction, but I just assumed she was talking to one of, the the rebels and, and quite possibly ahsoka because that's really their only other connection that we've seen um but I, after talking to my brother he he was more inclined to see that uh sh- she's possibly working with the empire now um so tommy what do you what do
1: you fall here so you know it's funny i had the opposite me and my roommate had the opposite um thoughts because the way they set it up right um rafa gives like they give I believe it was Rafa I gave like a big speech about like, you know, you got to pick a side, you know, I'm, I'm someone to say like, you got to pick a side. And it was like the speech of like, it sounds like she's working with the good guys. Right. So they're really pushing in that speech, how hard she's on the good side now. So my initial reaction was bad guy. I was like, they're showing us just a cloak, you know, classic Roth, like classic oh and because i hate them so much i was like yeah like of course they go work for the bad people of course but then i thought about him like that would completely undermine the storyline we got in season seven which i'm I, you know i'm still open to being like uh, you know they would not be talking to palpatine because palpatine would not have time for them they'd be talking to like i don't know some underling but uh <laughs> they could definitely be- clown. Yeah, yeah, they're probably talking. Uh, again, I don't want to say any spoilers, but I assume everyone's seen everything, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, they, I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, uh, they're talking to smoke or yeah, so, yeah, but um, I initially thought that, and then I thought about more. I'm like, I could see where it being Ahsoka because I was like, she's a for Ahsoka storyline as well. Ahsoka, you know, it ran it fell on this abandoned planet with Rex, it's her and Rex now. Who's people that recently she's felt very close to? If she doesn't have the Jedi, who does she have? I could see her going to Rafa and Trace and them being her kind of like home family for a little bit. So I could see them working together. And so I definitely feel high that it could be Ahsoka. Um, but because I hate them so much. Hate is a strong word. I dislike Rafa and Trace.
0: You can hate them. It's fine.
1: Yeah. I could <laughs> see it being bad as well that I don't know if I've I've got a roundabout like in the middle but well uh, well,
0: here's my my read here and uh, the thing is anybody else if it's not Ahsoka if it's anybody else in the Star Wars universe it will require an explanation and and quite possibly like a flashback even Um, like you would really need to explain how they get ripped into anything else whether they're good guys bad guys uh, you you need to address this um so if it's not ahsoka they have to do some extra covering here um but the thing is Roth and traces their whole thing with their parents were killed by jedi right and, and uh a lot of like you said a lot of their arc was uh they didn't know ahsoka was a jedi at first or or an ex-jedi and they they realized that there couldn't be good force users right but at the same time I still don't believe because they know that she wasn't exactly a Jedi at that point. So I, they still very well could have issues with the Jedi. So that would make sense. Um, so it could have, it could be uh, Tarkin they were talking to, it could be a uh, Finnick that they were talking to. Um, and, and if you look back on the good side, I, I had the idea that it quite possibly could be Saw Gerrera only because I don't know how else he comes back into the story or, or maybe he never does. And if he doesn't, I think that's kind of a problem that we just had a random Saul moment. But, uh, yeah, that, that those are my reads. I, I don't know for sure. I feel like if I had to guess, it's Ahsoka,
1: Saul, Tarkin, or Finnick. I think Ahsoka, in my eyes, has always been the plan for them. And leading into, like, the Ahsoka... I, I think they've always had a plan to bring Ahsoka back in this show. And I think, like, when we were reading the cast and stuff, right? And, like, you know, we saw that Saul was going to be in it. We saw that... Um, the fennec was going to be in it and i almost feel like those were red herrings i feel like those are just cameos maybe they come up at the end like it's like oh, everyone the band's back together we're gonna bring everyone in um again like mando uh, <laughs> we just bring all our favorite npcs and we bring them into to the final battle uh you know but at the same time my thought is maybe those are like red herrings, and then they were there to distract us during the casting so that we want to pay attention to like the fact that Ahsoka was going to become like the main, th- you know, the, per- the the surprise guest that we didn't see coming.
0: Gotcha. So, so there's one more thing that I want to this is our honorable mention here. Uh, just a comment I want to make where the hell is Crosshair? I, 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 I need, I know that obviously we're not supposed to like Crosshair at this point, but I thought his story was. Probably the most interesting thing that we've tackled thus far. Where is he? I thought I thought we'd get like chase scenes with mm.
1: Crosshair. They should be like the Inquisitors, where it's like that's what was so fun about. I mean, it, it, there was a sense of like a, a chase almost, and and we're not like I don't feel any urgency from the Bad Batch. I don't feel like they're like oh we gotta we gotta find out who this bounty hunter. Well, they've been on this planet for two episodes now. Like with Sid, like if this bounty hunter didn't if fennec is good at her job they would have been found already to be fair she
0: she has a new bounty under this at this point she, she's she's learning the ropes
1: <laughs> amateur omega is a new bow hunter and she still was able to do her job <laughs>
0: <laughs> completely fair <laughs> I, I also just want to say like uh, it sounds like we probably hated on this episode a lot and i'm sure you're right here with me um I, I think there's some frustration leading up to some really cool stuff. I, I think we're really anticipating a lot. I think we have high hopes for the show. Uh, I trust Dave Filoni. The Clone Wars is awesome. All the seasons usually have a really epic ending. Um, and, and I think we know we're getting there. It's just uh, the week by week. Uh, like you said, this probably was a better mid show.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, and I, I think we both are in agreement. I enjoyed this episode. I was, like, in it the whole way. I never, like, it is as a podcast, I feel like it is our job to nitpick, you know, and, and to take both sides, like say the good. and the, There's things that I'll nitpick that in my watch, I, I don't really care too hard on, but I, I, you know, I think it's, it's fun to complain. And <laughs> You guys are listening to our complaints, yes. Uh but specifically, can we just talk one more time about how, how much I do not like Rafa and Trace. Oh, uh, they're just like, when they showed up, I literally rolled my eyes as hard as I could because I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" And I, it was, I think it's because I also just didn't see it coming whatsoever. Like I, I will say they got me. Like I, it now makes sense. But I was like, "Cool, they're in the seventh season. We'll never have to see them again. <laughs> I can show, push them away." And then they came back.
0: <laughs> they're not again. I, I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself. But there's not one Rafa and Jay's fan. I mean, you might tolerate them, but nobody. Not one person's asking for that spinoff or or the, the Star Wars story movie. Um uh, even at the time I remember there, yeah, like you said, the memes. Uh they were they were very harsh against them. I I, I never in a million years, if we did a cameo draft for the show, never in a million years was I picking Rafa and Chase.
1: No, I would have picked like Chopper or something before, like some random droid before Rafa and Chase. You know, listen stark warriors if you're out there uh and you are a roff and trace die hard fan we're not talking about like oh like i don't mind them but like you have have, you've custom made roff and trace because they're definitely not in the merch you (laughs) definitely do not sell Trace (laughs) action figures no you're making your own you're like you are like omega making your own Rafa and Trace action figure you're taking like a like a padamade doll and you're like you're like reconstructing it to make a, a Rafa and Trace action figure. Then you come to us and we will we will give you a shout out. We will I don't know we'll, we'll do something. Maybe in the Discord we'll give you like a honorary name plaque. It's, <laughs> we'll give you your own channel, the Rafa and Trace support channel. Uh, come to us. we'll 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 we'll, we'll support you and also want to know why you are a <laughs> Rafa and Trace, but with support and love.
0: I'm Googling Rafa and Trace toys, uh, pop figures. I
1: can't find a damn thing. So Okay, good. So we were <laughs> right in our, yeah. I mean, I would have been very surprised. I would have yeah. ate my own shirt. <laughs> all
0: right, Tommy. So that, that, uh, that was all of our highlights here. Uh, do you have any, I mean, anything else about the episode? Uh, I mean, I do. I guess my biggest concern about the highlights is, is there is a chance that we maybe skip over things that other people want us to talk about or or just
1: maybe something small. Um, but I, I i don't know. Do you, anything else, really? Did we cover it all? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the hologram, man. We kind of, we are a person. We we talked over it, but yeah, I think it could be Ahsoka. I, I do think they were trying to set us up to think it was a bad person because of what I said. You, She gave like this empowered speech about choosing a side. And, and in our heads, we we're thinking it's. It's a good person side, and so in my head, when we see that scene afterwards, it's like, oh no, maybe there's something more shasty going on. But I do believe it's, it's like, ah no, it was what we thought. It is good. Don't worry. Um, I could be completely wrong in that, but that's where I'm leaning. I'm excited to see the hologram, and yeah, I I, I like this format. I, I, we'll see. Give us feedback on it. It's and, not uh, an o-
0: it's not an option, guys. Please, it's mandatory. We we have to know what you think.
1: Yeah, this is like bow practice.
0: <laughs> exactly. Tune out the distractions and send us some feedback on the on the highlights.
1: Yeah. And me and Michael will be the two gambling people in the background uh, making bets on what your feedback will be. Yeah.
0: Oh, here's one other thing. So the planet we went to was Corellia, um, which if you remember Solo, a Star Wars story, that, that's Han Solo's birthplace. So uh, I was starting to think we might see Han Solo in this episode, but no, sir, we did not. So... Too bad, so sad. We'll have to wait for the uh, Han Solo uh, animated series.
1: Oh, something else that I was reading about um, was that one of the droids that was with the sisters was an R7 droid. Um, Basically, people are, are, again, to go with my, like, maybe they're working with Ahsoka, was that Ahsoka's navigation droid was an R7A7. And people say the droid that they were traveling with looks very similar to that R7A7.
0: One other tidbit. I should have said this during our, our final highlight there, but uh, they refer to the hologram as a he. I forgot about that. They they said, Uh-oh. I think they said he is calling or something like that. But um, we know in Star Wars, uh, they're pretty loose with the pronouns, even the yes sirs and ma'ams, you know, they, they, they switch that stuff up. So um, it's not a definite, but it's something to think about.
1: I mean, it could be Rex then, like, you know, it, 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 it... Yeah. If it is um, a he again, they may have said a he to throw us off and be like, Oh, it can't be Ahsoka. And yeah, that-
0: and it would make sense that they're calling a clone about finding other clones. So
1: there you have it. Yeah, so that's that's it could be the case. Um but yeah. Yeah, I would say this was a solid episode. I would I really haven't as much as we're like nitpicking things, I don't think there's been a bad episode of Battle For the no. Bad Match. There's not been an app episode where I've been like yeah, I would like to take back that uh, thirty minutes I just spent.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of it has to. It's it's the same complaints that I have with the sequels. I, I like a, I like sixty six percent of the sequel movies a lot, but I think the biggest issue with the sequels is they don't really go together super well. And that might be the issue with the Bad Batch. These standalone episodes, they're really good. They contain stories. There's a beginning, middle, and end. Usually a plot twist. It works out well. Uh, there's some there's some thrilling stuff in the middle, but. The next episode, uh, w- w- where's the tie-in? You know, uh, w- uh, where's the payoff to Riker's head? Where's the payout? Where's Crosshair? You know, so um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, but, do we want to talk about? So, we I know you mentioned before doing news, and and I think you mentioned this last week with Eric, doing news that was only Marvel or Star Wars related. And We're like, oh, we'll probably get one in a couple of. Them. Well, I, I think there was a pretty big Marvel story that came out this week um that i would almost want to talk down on it talk down talk, talk about and and, and <laughs> uh expand that we could talk about it for a little bit because i think it'd be cool to get our thoughts on each part of it but essentially the avengers campus is open now and uh in, in disneyland near where i am Uh michael will be visiting soon next month yeah and they like went through a, it was like a 30 minute video. I watched most of it. Um, what did you think, Michael, did you also watch or have you just like heard about it? So I, I have been hearing things here and there. I've heard about the, the, uh,
0: the restaurants, the food sounds really great. Um, but I actually, I am kind of falling down on your side of this and that I know I'm going in a month and it's kind of like watching a trailer before the movie that I know I'm going to see, uh, I feel like uh, I'm excited to experience a lot of this stuff firsthand. One of the big highlights I've heard, and I don't know, I didn't, again, I didn't watch the video, but I've heard from people that actually went and visited. Um, one of my favorite podcasters and YouTubers, Peter Serretto, went there. He talked about it a little bit. He said it was like a third of the size of Galaxy's Edge, which, um, I mean, that's that's completely fine. Kind of messes up my plans a little bit because I was... We were looking at doing one day at Galaxy's Edge and one day at uh, Adventure's Campus. So I, I don't know if I'll be able to full, fill a full day. Maybe I'll just have three meals at Pim's Lab or whatever it's called.
1: I think you can with like the rest of California Adventure. There's Cars yeah. Land. There's there's so many other incredible coaster. So many other things you'll you'll be able to That's do right. over there. But um yeah, I mean I'm excited. Can we like can we get a hundred? Can we get the hundred dollar Pim sandwich and like that? Maybe that'll be bonus for whoever's in our Discord. If you join the Discord, you can watch. We'll, we'll do a video of me and Michael eating the entire hundred dollar sandwich together. It will be a live stream of us just eating the sandwich.
0: In all seriousness, I've been considering
1: vlogging my experience. So uh I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all in for this. This is we're eating the Sammy yes. giant Sammy on the podcast. Uh but yeah, I'm excited for that. The 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 ride the looks good i i wish something that and I, again having not done yet
0: i don't know anything about the ride just FYI. Uh, i'm not gonna say uh, you, you can that.
1: say stuff you can say
0: i'm just i, I kind of forgot that there was gonna be a ride so
1: yeah i i and that's where i'm hoping it's a big ride i don't know yeah. i'm hoping it's again I, I feel like if you're gonna open a campus i am surprised that they haven't done like a like end game coaster, like fighting Thanos. Like that, I want that epicness, epicness, because I think with star Wars, they have that in their newest ride. I, when I rode that, I felt the epicness of star Wars. It was, in, it's incredible. It's a really fun ride over at star Wars land. Um, I'm hoping that from Avengers ride, uh, and maybe we'll get expansions. Like you said, it is smaller size. Uh, they, I believe cut down the bugs life ride, Rest in peace, Bugs Life, because I loved Bugs Life as a kid. It's a great movie! It's a great movie. The caterpillar was like my favorite. He was my favorite boy growing up.
0: I liked the grasshoppers, believe it or oh, not. Oh, yeah. Really
1: I think fun. I had, I had the the caterpillar uh, bedsheets. Oh, I'm I'm sure I had uh, uh, something like that, t-shirts and all that. So yeah, so very sad. But I'm excited for the Avengers Land. Uh, there was a cool moment in the video that I will say, um, where they had. Um, anthony mackie come out and he announced that the captain america in this avengers campus will be his version of captain America. nice yeah and it was a really cool moment and so i don't know if we're also going to get chris evans as well and they're going to have both i'm honestly content with just the new cap and they didn't even call it new cap they just said this is captain america and i like that it's just like this is what it is we are not going to pretend like moving forward i will say the the, the the head carry looked a little funny when he moved his head because it's like it's a hard it's a whole fresh uh, yeah it was with, a little because it just moves it doesn't move wow. as fluidly as you want it to move because yeah. it's just a it's a it's a cow so it's just a weird cow but uh it, it, it it's cool i thought that was that was fun um there's a couple other like tricks and i don't want to spoil because like you said I, I want you to go in with with fresh eyes they, they got like lots of details it seems. And even though it is small, I think you will enjoy all the details. Yes, I can. I am very excited. So, um, yeah, that galaxy, all the good stuff. So there was also a cool. I will say, watching the video, you may not have noticed this because they basically ended it, and then they really quickly cut to um, the actor playing in in Shang Li and and he's like eating a a shawarma. So to me, that was hinted that eventually he will join the cast as one of the characters you can meet at Disneyland. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And I like that little, that little shot, which is like a really quick, like at the end, just like in and out. And I'm like, okay, so he must be involved at some point They'll They'll bring him in. So
0: I I have to ask this because the restaurant is called Pim's lab, right? I said it, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's Pim's lab. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, Obviously they did not want to call it Ant-Man anything because uh you don't want uh, i guess my question is would you eat at a restaurant called ant man
1: probably got, like, I yeah I, I mean listen it's just a name. like i feel like i would probably i'm trying to think if there's other restaurants in their parks that are like weird named yeah. that i would eat at but yeah i mean i think pim pim pim, pim labs has a nice ring to it yeah. I, um uh Better than like I, you know, I'm gonna steal the joke that uh, <laughs> that Paul Rudd made during the video, but uh, better than Lang Labs. I don't think yeah. that has as nice of uh, a ring as Pim Pim Labs, but yeah. I, I think it's fun. All the food looks. I, I'm a big foodie myself, and I all the food looks really fun. I like the idea of like giant things and little things. Some people may know that if I ever became rich, one of my dreams would be to open up a Well, open up, have a house and I'll have one room, which is a giant room with giant chairs and giant plates and giant silverware. And I would host dinner parties and the food would be really tiny, though, in the room. But then also I would have a tiny room next door with tiny chairs and tiny silverware, tiny plates. But in that room, we would serve giant food. Uh,
0: This sounds psychotic, Tommy.
1: And you don't know which party you're going to.
0: Well, here's the thing. You can't tell. I feel like the other thing is, if you if you do this, you can't like, you can't. It can't be the theme. They they just have to show no. up and then experience it.
1: No, but like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like it's not. And and we won't act like it's weird that, <laughs> that you're using. You're sitting in a giant chair, and then <laughs> and then you won't know if you go to multiple dinner parties. You won't know if you're in the small room or the or the large room. Yes. Um, but yeah, my house will essentially become a Willy Wonka. Uh, that's Style. not the
0: best This is a Wonka experience. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Well let's talk about let's talk some uh let's talk some recommendations here. Uh what do what
1: you do you got anything for us? Yeah, so I have become asses- obsessed with a game series that's been around for ab- ever. And I don't think I've talked about it yet. I recently have started a first play through. I know nothing about the world. I haven't looked anything up of Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. I've never been a Final Fantasy guy myself, but I do enjoy that kind of fantasy role-playing. I am a D&D person myself, so I a lot of my friends have been talking about it. So I've been playing it. Uh, very blocky, I will say. I, you know, It was 1997, so I'll give them credit. Uh, but it's, I've been having a blast. But another game that I've been enjoying in the Final Fantasy world that I've been playing kind of with it is Final Fantasy 14, which is an online multiplayer game. And so you get to create your own character and you play with your friends and you do like adventures in the Final Fantasy world. And it is so much fun. I, I w- would recommend getting into the Final Fantasy world. It's a, it's a really fun game. So uh, I do consider
0: myself a gamer, but I, I usually tend to like more sim simpler stuff like role-playing games usually intimidate me a little bit too much. And that's the only reason I haven't de- dove into Final Fantasy, but um, I'm going to look into it a little bit more. I, I honestly, I, again, I've never really even considered it because it's like, Oh, it's a role-playing game that I like uh, some of the uh, like stuff, stuff like uh, I think of uh, the Witcher series there's like just so many elements that game it's so overwhelming it's like oh you can craft and you can cook and you can fish and you can hunt and you can fight enemies and you have magic and you have bone arrows and it's just like it's a lot so
1: yeah i would say 14 is more on that level 14 is more like like a like a less expansive skyrim it's still like a lot but it's in that element final fantasy 7 is honestly you don't get to make a lot of those choices it's more story driven uh, than then like 14 14 is more on that point but everything else is is more your standard game gotcha so I will tell you about my recommendation
0: here um so this the, I'll, I'll give you the backstory how I fell into this um, I once used audible about 14 months ago and apparently I signed up for the premium audible subscription where I get a free book every month and I did not know I did that. And when I came back to Audible 14 months later, I had 14 credits for books. I was paying for it and uh, I was like, right, I got to cancel this, but if I cancel it, all the credits go away. So I had to download 14 books um, to, uh, so so it wasn't a waste. So I, I picked out 14 books and then canceled, but I downloaded some Star Wars stuff. I downloaded just some recommendations from some friends. Um, and I also, somebody told me to check out, the series the expanse so i downloaded all those books as well um and i started the expanse if you don't know what the expanse is it's a tv show well it was a book first but it's also a tv show and i mean that's how i knew about it i watched the tv show for a little bit but i fell off but i decided to dive into the book and it's obviously the audio book and it is very fascinating it's almost uh it's a little, again, a little overwhelming. Uh, it's almost like Game of Thrones in space. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of different sides. There's a lot of political scheming and warfare, um, but it, it takes place in our future. So it's not like Star Wars necessarily, but there is, it's, uh, uh, there's people living on other planets and spaceships and all that good stuff. So uh, there's also a really wild twist about halfway through the first book that I just experienced, and it's completely changed the series in my mind. Um, and and taking it into a really cool place. So, if you're looking for audiobooks, if you want to like throw yourself into a big world, I think the Expanse is the way to go.
1: I know the show. So, and I've never seen the show, but I worked on some stuff for the show and yeah, not in the, like real, real behind the scenes. I was style. like, I was only
0: like the third build
1: actor on the show. Yeah, I... it's fine. <laughs> you know, don't look for me. I'm, I'm wearing a mask. So you, but if there's any, any, uh, creatures, it's me. I'm, I'm in the expanse. Love it. But, uh, no, I am intrigued. I didn't even know that it was a book series first. So I, I would love to, to read that. Yes.
0: Alright, Tommy, I guess uh I guess that's it. Anything else you got this episode?
1: No, solid episode. Solid uh uh I guess I'll end it with like no more Rafa and Trace. Can they <laughs> like get eaten by a, a, a Rancor? a raincore? Can we bring can we bring Moshi Mushi back? <laughs> and have it's nice, it's nice. just kidding. Okay. I actually I, don't mind Rafa and Trace. uh they're they're fine. They're fine, I guess
0: yes so uh I'll, I'll i'll close this out here so uh, i gotta thank uh i gotta thank aaron robertson for our music that kicked us off here today and ethan Kellan who did our artwork i also want to remind you guys well first and foremost again this is like my third warning please give us feedback on this episode we love we'd love to hear what you think it'll decide the future of this podcast so uh we'd love to hear it. same with the news like if you like love just random news stories let us know or if you just want the Star Wars and Marvel news, like I think we had a really fun discussion here today. I, we got to focus in on one thing and I thought, I thought it was worth it. So, um, but I also want to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, preferably five star reviews and tell a friend. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all that good stuff at Star Wars pod. So that's all I got for you guys today, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a loyal listenership and, and letting us know what you think of everything. So, um have a great week and we will see you oh wait one more thing
1: (laughs) one more i should i meant to talk about this at the top of the show is this when the hologram man shows up and like this is the post credit scene Um, yeah yeah so uh
0: i want to talk about our schedule tommy because we talked about it a little bit um obviously loki comes out this week and that's gonna throw in everything in the works we've never had two shows going on at once so we've kind of and, and it might change up but we just want to let you know how it's going to work at least to start if it, if, if it's too much we'll, we'll read us we'll we'll talk about it but loki premieres on wednesday and we are going to do a podcast about it and we will also be doing bad batch podcast every two weeks so we'll be covering two episodes of the bad batch from here on out um and actually, in hindsight, now I don't know how well it's going to work with the seven highlights, but we'll see how the episodes go.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I, I love this idea. I think Bad Batch doing a twofer I think will work well with that show. Uh, Loki only six episodes, and uh, I'm excited for Loki. I, I cannot say enough um, on Wiss- Wilson. Wow, isn't wow, it? That's good to be wow, good. and uh, it, I, it's giving me like um. I don't know if you, you watched uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, the DC show on CW. Uh, the first season is a little rough, but then they kind of figured out that if they just have kind of like a Suicide Squad-esque time-traveling TV show of goofiness, it will be fun. And I'm kind of hoping that for Loki. Like, I'm hoping it's just kind of like time travel fun, goofy with Loki, you know?
0: Yes. Uh, su- super, super. And the weird thing is, like, even with us doing every other week in bad batch and us doing two episodes at a time and then kind of doing, uh, Loki as well. Uh, Loki will come and go before bad batch is done. <laughs> That's, what's kind of crazy. So we will continue talking about bad batch after
1: Loki. Yes. Well, so. Yeah. And Loki, I mean, I will say I have high hopes. The guy who I believe is mainly directing and mainly right. Like the main guy has already kind of been tapped by Kevin Feige to start working on some other, uh marvel projects so it makes me feel like they are very pleased with the work he did um it's almost like what they did with the russo's where it was like all right you have all the avengers like they they do that often where it's like when they trust someone and see what they can do they're like cool you now have the keys to the castle kind of thing so i'm excited as another example yeah other side of the universe but yeah so yeah so i'm excited to see what this guy can do yeah He's, I believe, he's a Rick and Morty writer. So if you Ooh. if you like Rick and Morty, it's probably going to have very much that vibes in Loki.
0: Awesome! I, I, that does sound fun. So, all right, yeah. So we uh, we'll say goodbye now. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.